The scriptural reading for today, read by Melanie, is one that we have heard many, many times before. In fact, it is one of the best-known scriptural passages. It is called the Beatitudes. Beatitude is defined as having received divine blessedness and grace from God. Jesus speaks of eight Beatitudes. To fully understand them, we have to first look at the setting in which Jesus states them. We are told that the fame of Jesus had spread far and wide, and that he had the ability to cure many different kinds of diseases. Large crowds were following him everywhere he went. To get a brief respite from them, he climbs a mountain and he sits down. Then his disciples, and we have to imagine many of the crowds that were following him, climbed up to be near him. And then he began to teach. His teachings contained in Matthew chapters 5 through 7, as Melanie said, are the Sermon on the Mount. And once again, a very famous scriptural passage. The Sermon on the Mount is known to be the ethical teachings of Jesus and frequently is called the core of Christianity. The Beatitudes are the introduction to those teachings. In each one, Jesus describes those who are blessed. They are in a right relationship with God, otherwise called righteousness. If you notice, each Beatitude begins with the past tense of the word to bless. Each and every beatitude talks about people who already have been blessed by God. But in describing those who are blessed, Jesus surprised us. He does not talk about people we might expect to be called blessed, such as the rich, the powerful, the healthy, and the carefree. Instead, he puts the poor and the afflicted and the mourners at the top of the list, those who are already blessed by God. Instead of ethical teachings, the Beatitudes are more like a gift to us from Jesus. They are a demonstration of just who is to be considered blessed, a demonstration strikingly different from the conventional one that tends to identify things that are blessings, such as material possessions, gifts, and talents. Instead, Jesus talks of those who are experiencing emptiness, longings, hungers, and needs. This week's wave has included within it a full list of the Beatitudes. I'm repeating that from the opening session. Please feel free to refer to it during the sermon, and I hope you will reflect on the words it contains. Given the time I have, I'm only going to talk about three of the Beatitudes that might need a little brief explanation. Blessed are the poor means those who, because of poverty, have no influence, no power, no prestige, no help. All they do have is faith in God, in whom they have put all their trust. Blessed are the meek means that those that are humble and not full of themselves, but instead full of God, and blessed are the pure in heart means that within them there is no ulterior motive. They are motivated only to do the will of God. These words directly contradict conventional wisdom. The world seems to favor those 
who look out for themselves, the powerful, the prideful, those who rely on strength and weapons and cunning. But Jesus says the divine blessing comes only to those who do the right thing, even and especially when the odds seem stacked against them. For instance, peacemakers in a world infatuated with conflict and intentionally cause dissension, or in a world that routinely prosecutes prophets, to make this distinction clear, let's hear the blessing one might be given today based on the world today. Blessed are the rich in things and self-assurance. Blessed are those untouched by loss. Blessed are the powerful. Blessed are those who are practical about righteousness, compromising at every turn. Blessed are those who demand and exact an eye for an eye. Blessed are those that are crafty and opportunistic. Blessed are those who hold power and make war. Blessed are those who, doing good things, receive many accolades. Blessed are those who say they are following Jesus and they expect to be widely praised and adored because of it. What do the Beatitudes really mean for the living of our lives today? The most important meaning of the Beatitudes to me is that if we believe in God and we place our trust in God and if we follow Jesus Christ, we are to actually live the Beatitudes in every aspect of our lives. It is what Jesus calls us to do, to be truly blessed. In order to do this, we must overcome ourselves and how the world would define us as being blessed. We must understand that the Beatitudes are not just pious hopes of what shall be. They are not glowing and nebulous prophecies of some future bliss. They are congratulations on what is right now. The blessedness that belongs to us and those who place their faith and trust in God and who follow Jesus Christ. That is not a blessing that is postponed to some future world of glory. It is not a blessedness that exists here and now. It has always existed, and it does exist among us. We already possess the blessings to which Jesus refers. It is difficult to understand the beatitudes of Jesus. Perhaps this wild, untamed quality is the very source for their power. Anybody who studies these words from the Gospel of Matthew may not understand them right away. Whoever takes these teachings seriously may wonder how Jesus can actually say them in such a rough and aggressive world. If these blessings by Jesus are not truly inscribed upon our hearts, they prompt us to wonder whether or not they're true. Are the poor in spirit really blessed by God? Is God revealed to the pure in heart? Will God give the earth as a free inheritance to the meek? The Beatitudes of Jesus announce a realm of values that press us, press against us, to ask where we belong. Do we belong in a world of persecution, war-making, and hostility? Or do we belong to a realm of mercy, inclusiveness, and righteousness? The answer to these questions is that the Beatitudes form a map 
for us to follow in our everyday lives. The key point is that we are already have that map. We don't have to buy it. We don't have to borrow it. We are already in ownership of it. I have used a type of math many times. In racing sailboats, sometimes you race at night. We raced in the winter, and most of the time in the winter, the clouds obscure the moon. So there is absolutely no light. Now, that's fine as long as we don't sail close to land, which, of course, we do because that's where the best wind is. Now, in the daytime, that's not a problem. We can see the rocks. We can see the shoals. We can see the dangers in the water. But at night, you're not going to see anything. So what we do is we rely on a chart, a chart that tells us where we are and a chart that tells us where we're going. And it has marked on it all the rocks, etc., etc. So if, when we solely rely on that chart, which we often did, then it will get us from wherever we're racing safely home. Now, most of us have been taught to navigate the waters of life, not with a chart to show us where we are and how to safely get home, but through the power, strength, accomplishment, and acquisition. We work to be rich so we can have what we want. We seek power so we can take what we want. We argue to be right so we can have our way. We compete to win so we'll be respected and admired. We want to be beautiful so we'll be liked and desired. At least that's what many of us have been told. For too long, that has been the myth upon which we have based our lives. The life and teachings of Jesus Christ fly in the face of that myth. Jesus offers a different chart for the navigation of life. He offers a chart to lead us through the rocks, the reefs, and the shoals of life. The wa- those waters, he said, are navigable. But it's not through power, not through strength, and not through accomplishment. But instead, to realize that we already have been blessed by God. How can we navigate life based on the chart of the Beatitudes? That is how we meet the challenges, the uncertainties, and the difficulties of life. That is what we are to teach our children and our grandchildren. At a lifetime living the Beatitudes, day after day, year after year, is how we are transformed. The Beatitudes are not so much about what we do or our actions, but why we do them. They are less about actions and more about relationships. To live the Beatitudes is to live a life of reckless, exuberant, and self-abandonment and full acceptance and trust in God. In a word, that is called love. That is the way of Jesus Christ. That's not only the way forward through life, it is the way to life. If we are to follow Christ, it must become our way of life. We must live the Beatitudes. Amen.